And we're back here on Education Eclipse, a podcast by the College of Education, and I'm very pleased to be joined by Amy Roth McDuffie, who's a Boeing Distinguished Professor of Mathematics Education. Amy, we're going to do this in two parts, okay? I, I am definitely going to do another podcast and talk to you about your research. Uh, it is amazing. But today, so this will be part one, we're going to talk about kind of a cool endowment that has been uh, established in honor of Mike and Fran Trevison. Mike, of course, is our our dean, uh, our lame duck dean, I guess you would say. He's on his way out. Uh, it has been announced that uh, Mike will be returning to faculty, retiring from his dean position. Uh, and I think that's effective in May. Uh, but what an amazing way to honor he and Fran and the um, 12 plus years that has has been given as dean of the College of Education. So so I wanted to talk to you because you're the one you and Steve um, uh, established this uh, this endowment. So um, thank you first for, for doing that. Thank you for joining me on on the podcast today. Well, thank you. I'm glad to talk about it. OK, so uh, like any endowment, of course, it it. It will specifically go to something that is of great need. And when the information first went out to College of Education faculty and staff, uh, it talked about doctoral candidates and their dissertation and, and a lot of the, the, the costs that are associated with doing a dissertation. So take me through that. Um, I, I don't have a PhD. I didn't go through that process. I've just been, you know, a third party witnessing all of these doctoral students who have been doing this for years here uh, in the College of Education. You, of course, do have your PhD. You've done it. You've done it yourself. Like, you know what it, what it's like. And then and then you as a faculty member have worked very closely with doctoral students. So so talk about that process and the costs that that end up uh, associated with that and, and sometimes how how difficult that is. Sure. So many of our graduate students have teaching assistantships or research assistantships on funded grants. They might be here on a Fulbright fellowship. All those kinds of things can help fund graduate students to get a PhD. But all of those support mechanisms don't necessarily include support for their dissertation research. And here in the College of Education, we do research in social and behavioral sciences. And when you're doing research with people, there are built-in costs just to collect and analyze your data for your dissertation study. For example, I have a student right now who's going, who's collecting her data in Spokane schools. So she has to drive from Pullman to Spokane every time she's meeting with teachers or doing classroom observations. That's a lot of gas and those assistantships really are at a very modest level just to cover basic life expenses. So adding a few hundred for gas um, isn't in their budget. Another thing that's typical is you have to offer participants incentives to participate in your study, or they simply won't show up for your interviews. And especially when we're interviewing teachers, we don't want them to have to volunteer several hours of time for interviews when they're professionals. We wanna actually be able to do something like give them gift cards. Um, this isn't paying them at a professional rate necess necessarily, but at least is, is 
recognizing that they are giving their time for the research. And this is common in, say, medical studies and other forms of research, um, but it's not in the budget of a graduate student, yet it's something that's really required to get their dissertation research completed. So my husband and I, recognizing that need, thought, you know, even just a few hundred dollars per graduate student could really help re relieve some of that cost and burden for them. Yeah, I think that's amazing. It's a, a very uh, gracious thing that you have recognized and set up. And now comes the next part, which is what your, um, I guess, faculty and staff and, and other supporters, right, who, um, who development has fostered a relationship with to give that money, right? And as you mentioned, it doesn't have to be a lot, but I think all of that could, could certainly help. I'm sure development's going to tell me like that, that I'm wrong on some of these very distinct points, but I was thinking, um, it's not like this is unrestricted money. I mean, there are parameters that are set up, right? This isn't the Dean, Dean's discretionary fund or anything like that. And I have a list of some of these parameters. And so, um, they, based on your explanation, these all make sense. So students can apply for this funding in order to, um, and I'm reading through this, pay for participant incentives for individuals participating in the study, for example, cash or gift cards. Now, that makes sense to me because I have received those kind of things before, like emails from from researchers saying, hey, if you do this survey, we'll give you a $5 Amazon gift card, a $10 Amazon gift card, Starbucks, you know, so on and so forth. So um, do you encounter that a lot? Like you'd need a lot of survey results, but you're just not, you're not, you're not getting them. And so you have to incentivize that. Is that pretty common? That That is pretty common. And um, really it's just respecting participants' time, but also for for the study design, we often need participants to participate more than one time. So it's not just filling out a study, a survey once, it might be at the beginning of a class and at the end of a class. Or like if we're doing research on teaching, we might need to interview a teacher before a lesson and after a lesson for a series of maybe 10 different lessons. And you might be able on those surveys to get someone to just give their time for free when it's just once but you probably aren't going to get good data without some incentives. Yeah, and, and I'm not sh sure everybody understands or realizes this, but even in marketing and communications, we do a lot of primary research. We do uh, use survey tools. I think I think for me, a lot of it is focus groups, but guess what? You have to incentivize it. We bring pizza to those focus groups. That's right. Uh, That's right. Um, one of the other ones, pay for mileage or fuel, which you mentioned to and from data collection sites. Uh, purchase specific software that might not be available through WSU uh, for data analysis, mm -hmm. which I think is a point well taken. Uh, pay for a second independent coder to obtain inner coder agreement or inner rater reliability. Uh, that's, you know, somebody that can make sure that this is what it needs well, to be. Uh, research because we want not only quality dissertations, but we want to set our students up to be able to publish their dissertations later. And these are just to meet standards in the field so that it is publishable work later. Hmm? Um, there's another one that says pay for transcription in cases where free options are not adequate. Uh, in my mind, when I see a lot of the transcriptions, most of them are not adequate uh, when when any kind of transcription happens. I mean, I know they're getting better and better, but I, I, I work in the world of we do video and we have to have closed captioning, right, for accessibility <laughs> purposes. And, and while, like, 
Google is getting much better, you know, so your built-in YouTube stuff is getting better. It's it's not sufficient, right? And I can imagine a lot of the transcription is the same way. Um, and that's, you know, that's vital. Particular, you know, you expect to do some of it yourself. It's long and tedious work. You expect to do some of it yourself. But many of our graduate students, for example, are working with multilingual families where they're not just doing straight transcription, but they might need straight transcription in a in another language for which they aren't fluent. So with all of the work that we do that's multilingual and multicultural, there are some definite needs that that might be beyond well, come on, just do the work yourself, right? <laughs> right. Uh, and the last one um, that I that I saw on this list, other specific needs for data collection or analysis that are aligned with the intent for this fund. Nothing in here seems fancy or, you know, plush or anything like this. This seems vital, like integral to the dissertation. And it is, um, it doesn't come across as like a, a slush, you know, type fund for no, the and, doctoral student. And quite honestly, we expect to only provide funds at about like two, 300, maybe 500 per student, depending their needs. But that can actually make a difference of whether they can pay their rent, <laughs> whether they can buy groceries, because their, their stipends are so close to their budgets that there really isn't room for the other things for many of our students. So it's yeah. the thing that we can lift some of the burden off of them and lift some of the worries so they can do a good job completing their dissertation without having to um, make undue sacrifices. Yeah, I appreciate the delineation too between sacrifice and undue sacrifice. I think that's a point very well taken. Okay, so now let's jump to Mike and Fran, okay? Uh, so this was done in their honor. Now, the official name, as I read it here uh, on the foundation website, is the Dean Michael and Fran Trevison Doctoral Research Endowment. First of all, to reach the level of endowment, I, I don't know what that that specific level is, but it, it, it of course, means that, that that money is making money, right? And, and so in perpetuity, right, you, you get a, a pocket to, to pull from and, and then give out to these doctoral candidates every year. Um, so I don't know what that level is, but um, but how much like how much do do you uh, hope, right? Because you 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 and Steve started this, so but how much do you hope that every year um, new money will enter into that, which will just make that endowment grow? I mean, is there a goal? Do you have you enumerated anything? Do you not want to say what that might be, or you know well, what? Um, we've made a commitment to endow it. The um, actually the foundation gives us five years to do it. And um, the so we will endow it over five years. Um, other donations really just help us the 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 higher level we can endow it means the higher level it could pay out for students on a yearly basis. And we sure. made a, a commitment that we will make at least $1,000 a year available even before it's fully endowed. Because normally you have to have, um, you have to fully endow it before it can pay out. And we are going to take that time to do that, but we, we're going to make at least $1,000 available starting next fall um, while the endowment is building up. So if others contribute to it, we just will have a bigger base. So that means more is available each year. And we hope that it'll grow even beyond our five 
in our initial five years that we've committed to, we, we hope to continue to build the base and also to make sure that um, I would like to be able to have it pay out at two, 3,000 a year eventually, um, maybe even higher, especially as costs were, will be going up. But like I said, if you know an individual student might only need a couple hundred dollars for gift cards and it will make a huge difference for that student, but it's not um, a big drain on a fund uh, so that we could fund several students each year. Uh, that's amazing. Now, I, I realize that I got sidetracked because I said we were going to talk about Mike and Fran, <laughs> and then I went to the, the dollar amount immediately. So crass of me to go to the dollar amount. Uh, but yeah, talk about Mike and Fran, who I just saw last week, you know, uh, at a, a wonderful little holiday gathering. Uh, I hadn't seen Fran in a while, so that was great. Uh, but, but talk about Mike and Fran and the impact that they've had on the College of Education, hence, uh, I assume, why it was named for them. Yeah, um, so my husband and I had been talking about doing this for um, a few years. And when Mike announced that he'd be stepping down as dean, um, we thought, you know, what now really is the time. And it's great to pair this uh, initiative with a way to honor Mike and Fran and their, as you said, over 12 years of service in the dean's position. And we certainly wanted to include Fran. I, you know, people don't necessarily realize behind the scene all that partners do to, to travel and attend events and so forth. And of course, to support um, each other at home. Um, I think we all do that in our careers. So we wanted to include both of them, but Mike um, not only has been Dean for over 12 years, he was the um, Associate Dean for Research before that, and he's been on our faculty a long time. And he's always had a focus on graduate students, graduate student education, and really um, raising the research profile of the College of Education overall, including supporting faculty in their research. And that, if you look back on his 12 years, there are really concrete things you can see that he has raised the profile of the College of Education faculty. And folks might not realize that part of raising the profile of a college isn't just in the faculty research, but in the graduate students that um, work with the faculty and are producing their own research as well. And so it just seemed like a great, great way to honor his interests and their service to the college over these many years. Yeah, and I think um, I appreciate you bringing up that, yes, it was 12 plus years as dean, but he's been here since the 90s in a number of capacities, including associate dean and faculty. Uh, and, and of course, he's still faculty. But um, I think that is a point well taken is it's, it's 12 years of service as dean, but 30 plus years almost just in the College of Education, uh, which is outstanding. So, um, yeah, I appreciate um, you bringing that up. Uh, the the other question that I had, Amy, and uh, just thinking about um, about how this could potentially uh, benefit a doctoral student, um, do you have any examples? No names need to be added of something, even if it was just a, a time where you saw, um, you know, it could be a happy example, a, a sad example where it had this existed back then. 
um, that things might have been different. And and maybe it was fine. Maybe somebody out of their own goodness just funded something mm-hmm. for a doctoral student. But um, any, anything that comes to mind, I'm trying to go down to what we call the rule of one, right, in uh, marketing where, where uh, it's a good feel-good story. Well, yes, there, um, the, and I won't name names, but I have two doctoral students. The one that I, who I mentioned earlier is collecting data in Spokane and, um, another one who actually needed gift cards for a series of interviews that she was doing. And we actually have funding sources available. One, um, Dr. Tark Akmal, the chair for teaching and learning, when he is able, he makes some funding available for um, graduate students to apply for to support their research. And one of these students was able to apply for that and get some support for um, gas and fuel. And then the other is through the graduate students, you, the graduate student association, um, doctoral students can apply for research funding or travel funding. And that actually helped give me the idea. The problem is the department funds, it's very much dependent on funds that year. It isn't permanent and always available. So um, it it often determined is based on summer enrollment and that kind of thing if it's available in the budget. Um, and the graduate student association funds, that's available to all graduate students. Yep tends to be highly competitive. So we have seen the power of those funds in really helping students do their research. And I know sometimes they have to decide how many people I can interview based on how many gift cards I can afford. And that's not how you should run your study design. You should do, you could you should design your study for what's needed for robust research. And this is one more way, and this will be just for our College of Ed students, so they're not competing at the graduate school level, and it will be permanent funds available. So while I'm grateful and the graduate students are grateful for these other opportunities, and we will continue to utilize those, we really like the idea of something just for our students that we know will be there year after year. And one of the things we will consider with applications, we're gonna have a very brief application because we don't want people to have to do a lot of work for just a few hundred dollars. But if they're getting funding from one of these other sources, then we wanna make sure we're reaching someone who needs the funding, but isn't already getting it from another source so that there as many opportunities as possible for our students to do quality work. Amazing, thank you for um, adding that. and. Uh... Any any last words uh, before we end? Uh, you've got an open mic, so anything well, you want to add? You know, as you mentioned, we we sent out to the college our plans to do this, and we've already had a really warm response from faculty and staff wanting to support this. And to me, that's just a statement of, one, how much people really want to honor Mike and Fran and their service, and also how much we all care about our graduate students and their success. And so for me that, you know, you we have this idea and we think it's important, but when you see that other faculty and staff are already joining you in this initiative, that's, that's truly heartwarming. Um, 
again, for both of these purposes of honoring Mike and Fran and really providing concrete needed support for graduate students. Sure. Well, and if we only wanted to honor Mike and Fran, I mean, we, we have the tree um, giving tree thing. I mean, we could buy a, a leaf on that, right? But I think there's something nice about seeing that it's it's not just abstract, right? We see every day, we see the doctoral students, we see them in Cleveland Hall, we, we interact with them. And so this would be a a great opportunity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I assume, Amy, when I say this, I assume that, um, that this would be open if somebody were, let's, let's say they were, um, maybe somewhere else, right? Maybe they were doing a different campus or, um, yeah. all four, right. of the, uh, all four of the campuses for which the College of Ed is present, which would be Pullman, uh, Spokane, Price Cities, and Vancouver. Um, I believe I did that alphabetically. Um, so, well, yeah. now we've got we've we're starting to we're getting into Everett now too. So that when we have doctoral students there, yeah. we will also and it's all doctoral programs. So we have so Ed Doctorate as well. Yeah, the the EDD in um, educational leadership as well as our PhD programs. So yes, yeah, perfect. Uh, that's that's why I realized I was saying Cleveland Hall because that's where I'm at and that's where I see a difference being made, but. Um, I, I'm I'm certainly on only one of our campuses, so. And I've, um, I've been on two. I was at the Tri-Cities for a number of years before coming to the Pullman campus. So I'm well aware that, you know, we have statewide needs and we our doctoral programs really do cover the state. Well, in addition to honoring Mike and Fran, I just want to honor you and Steve. I, I think this is amazing and wanted to... Um, to talk to you about this so we could we could start sharing this message start spreading the word about this uh, endowment and then um you know i mean the beauty of giving is um you know we don't usually none of us have unlimited funds but sometimes we just look for the thing that most aligns with what what it is that we want to to help and so i think this is going to open up some more doors i think for for a lot of people so i appreciate that um and um yeah anything else amy no, but I appreciate you um, talking with me about it and calling attention to the opportunity because we Excellent. are excited about it. All right. Again, it was the Dean Michael and Fran Trevison Doctoral Research Endowment. And I thank you uh, for joining me, uh, Dr. Amy Roth McDuffie on Edge.